Hey, there's a couple of great praises that, uh, um, you know, in spite of everything that's been going on uh, with, uh, with this past week, uh, there's a lot of great things and joys that have been going on. Uh, one of them I got a picture here for you. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I encountered this week uh, when I was at Walmart. Um, I don't know if you can see it so well uh, here because we, we had a little uh, technical glitch with our screen. But can you see the picture of the gentleman right to the left there? You see the smile on his face? He's at Walmart. They just brought out a box of toilet paper. And he was, I was second, I got the second package, but he was, he was, he was so happy he got his toilet paper. So, you know, praise God for the little things, you know, praise God for the little things. Amen. Well, in fact, um, you know, one of the, one of the blessings that we are having today is that we are scattered amongst the town. We're scattered amongst the country, connected to one another through the internet connected through God's Spirit and His love. I'm saying that when I say we, I'm not talking about this congregation. I'm talking about the church, the body of Christ. There's a bigger connection today. Truly, there's a bigger connection today. um, Just with the number of people that are connecting to us on the live stream, uh, we have more people attending with us today than than we would have probably otherwise. It's It's a huge day for us. So we're thankful for that. And, uh, you know, in, in that particular connection that we have with each other, it, it, it reminds us of the fact that, you know, God has been moving us to leave this building. Well, the, the fact that where we are right now in different homes, it's a truth right now that, honestly, God has left the building. <laughs> his presence is here. Don't get, my, don't get me all tripped up on the theology here, but his presence is here. But... The church has left the building. We are now out with where God wants us to be. So I want to look at a scripture that's going to go a little deeper about why, that, why that's occurring, why God wants that, and as well as what role we play in our relationship to, with God to be in a church that has left the building. So go ahead and turn with me to in your Bibles. Look through the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. Uh, the Gospel of Matthew is called the Gospel or the Good News given to us by the by the Apostle Matthew in, in chapter 14. And, and the Bible's here on our, in our uh, chairs. It's on page 587. Um, but it, I want you to, at home, hopefully you can get a Bible. If you don't have one, if you need a Bible out there, uh, write in the comments section, I need a Bible, and we'll mail you one. Uh, we want to make sure you got one. So uh, let us know how we can connect with you in, in getting, to, getting to God's Word. So in, in chapter 14, just a kind of a quick overview here, Jesus has been doing his ministry, sort of the early stages of it, and he has just discovered that his cousin, John the Baptist, has been killed. Now that relationship has got to be very, very much a tight one. We see how Mary, uh, as the mother of Jesus, was very connected to um, to. In, in raising and having the pregnancy together with John the Baptist. So this is a family loss. This is a deep family loss. And we see Jesus' reaction. And in this reaction and how he responds to disciples, it shows us this part of God's love that is beyond just being together. And so let's look at this together here in verse 13. It says, reading along, 
As soon as Jesus heard the news, and this is the news about John the Baptist, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now, I'm going to pause. I'm going to just break this down here a little bit, a step at a time. The first thing we see here is, you know, Jesus is 100% God and he's 100% human. Amen? So in this humanness, he's just lost his cousin. Now, I'm I'm close with my cousins and I've cried some of their passings. So I have only, if you will, maybe just a touch of understanding of what he went through in in, in the loss of, of his cousin. But in the middle of this human grief that he has, in the middle of, of, the, of, of this loss that he's perhaps devastated by, he's trying to get away just to cry, to weep, to be alone with God. But something moves him away from the grief. What moves him away is the compassion that he has watching the disciples out there, watching the followers, watching the people have a need. And this is a powerful truth that we got to keep in mind for us in that the power of our Father's love can move us to places of His outpouring and places of His desire beyond ourselves that actually help us in our own grief. So, I mean, obviously this is maybe a, a small little lesson for anyone out there going through grief to know that, you know, when we care for someone else, we're moved and we get closer to God. And as we're closer to God, our own grief just dissipates a bit. Amen? How many of you ever felt that before? Felt that experience? I know I have. I know I have. When my mother passed away, completely devastated. But as people loved on me and gave me time to just to kind of come back, to come back to minister to other people, what was uncanny to me was after my mother had passed away, like three weeks went by, and then a very dear friend of mine by the name of Mouse McNary found out that he was terminal with his cancer and was going to be passing away that following Thanksgiving. So I had, from a human standpoint, I had from mid-September to Thanksgiving, but it was the Father's love of caring for others that helped me through my own grief. Because I was able to share, this is what I'm going through, knowing what the family that I was talking with was going to go through. And so we see this, this power, and this is the power I want you to notice here. The, love, the power of our Father's love is powerful enough to pull us out of our own boat. Why is that important? <laughs> the reason that is important is just go ahead and look outside and just watch the news, which everyone is probably doing way too much of right now. We've got people in a stormy boat. We've got people out there in, the, in this boat called coronavirus scare, coronavirus concern. It's, it's wise to be concerned, but there is a fear that's taking over that isn't of God. There's a fear that's wanting to, to rob people of peace, that knowing that God is here for us during this time. And, and honestly, just on a practical note, some of us probably need to turn off our, 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 our phones or turn off the streaming or turn off looking at news 
because it's constant 24-7. Just, you know, I'm not saying totally turn it off. Look at it in the morning. Look at it in the midday. Look at it in the evening. But the, it, it's coming every minute. There's something brand new. And God's in control, and he's got you. We can stay alert. We can stay alive. And again, be connected to us on Instagram and be connected to us on Facebook. And as, as we learn things, we'll connect with you and let, make sure everyone knows what's going on. So here's, but this is, this, this is an important truth, not as a side note, but honestly, this Father's love power to get us out of the boat, it's the context for the rest of what we're about to read. And so let, let, let's go on then in looking at the story that some of you might be familiar with. So then after Jesus gets out of the boat, ministering to the crowd that evening the disciples came to him and said this is a remote place and it's already getting late send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves but jesus said that isn't necessary you feed them Uh, but the disciples replied but we have only five loaves of bread and two fish they answered we'll bring them here he said Then he said to the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven and he blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day. In addition to all the women and children. Now, how many of you, just curious, how many have heard this story before about the feeding of, the, of all these masses of people with, with just these loaves and these fishes? Yeah, we, we're familiar with this, but let's take a look at it from this context, if you will, of the Father's love and, it, and what it can do in pulling us out. The first thing I want us to note is in this, in this scenario, the disciples are, are confronted with this problem. We've got a bunch of people we need to care for them, and they need to be fed. And so what they do is what I think I do a lot, and I'm sure many of you think that, is they created a plan. They had their own plan. Their own plan was tell them to go buy things. <laughs> Sounds like America to me. But you know, tell, tell, them, to, tell them to go out and, and get some food before it gets too late. That was their plan. And, and so we see this, this limit if you will, of our planning. Their planning was just based on what they could see and it was based on the resources that they saw they had. They, they looked and said, you know, we don't have hardly anything. We don't have enough to feed everybody. So therefore, we need to do something different. And they were limited in their perspective of what could take place because their plan was limited in only looking at what they had not looking at what God had. I don't know about you, but I've been hearing a lot about that. I've been hearing a lot about that lately. This rush on toilet paper. I won't comment more than than just saying that, but I think that shows a a limit of of our scope of our understanding of the situation. Our fear can get to us and we can go run out to the store and buy things. We can run out to the store and buy things. Anyone need this, by the way? Anybody need? All right, here you go. There you go. And if you need to, honestly, if you need toilet paper at home, let us know. We're here to help. So, and we're going to get to more of that later. So, anyway, we we see here is that 
Jesus responds to them that you don't need anything else. And the way he responds to them is letting them know, look, you, you guys can handle this. What do you got? And now I want you to take a look at this, this exchange here. So what God says, and this is really key, is in verse 18, he says to them, bring them here. Bring all the loaves and all the fishes to me. Bring it all. Now stop and think about this for a second. Here's the creator of the universe who could have took four fish and, or excuse me, or, you know, just one fish and one loaf and done the same miracle. But he didn't. He said, bring it all to me. I want it all. I want you to surrender you, your own thinking of what you can do. I want you to bring it all to me, and I'm going to exchange it and make a miracle out of it. So here's this divine exchange that takes place. When God asks us to give him all of our life, It's so that he can do a multiplying supernatural work through it. Amen? It's so that he can move. When I say all of our life, yeah, our financial life, our health life, our love life, our business life, our friendship life, everything. When we give ourselves to him, when we say we're a Christian, it's not just saying I believe in Christ, even the devil believes in Christ. The saying is, I'm a follower. I am his. I am his child. I am his son. I am his daughter. I'm surrendering my life to him. That's what getting baptized is all about. We immerse ourselves into the water of life. We, we basically kind of hold our breath and die and rise to live a new life again, a life in him so that we belong to Jesus. We all are all in. That's what being a follower of Jesus is about. Not just being an ideological believer, but being owned by him fully so that something supernatural can multiply in the world. And not just bread and fish, but his love. And so here, 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 I want you to focus on these two words with me. These are incredible words in this divine exchange. You see that word bring? That word bring, it comes from the Greek word and and it means to bear, to carry, to endure. So here, here's God saying, you know, take your burden and bring it here. And then you look at verse 19, it says, he gave. The Greek word there is edokin. It means to bestow. It doesn't, it bestow is something where I have it, it's a part of me, and I'm giving it to you. Bestow is not, I'm going to grab it from the shelf, and I'm going to carry it over, and I'm going to give it to you. It wasn't mine, I'm just kind of transferring things, okay? So this is Jesus saying, look, I am going to take your burden, and I'm going to bestow something from me that's abundant beyond what you can possibly ask or imagine, do you see that? I mean, th- this, is, this is God saying to us, if you give me everything, I'm going to multiply it. Now, we see that in Scripture. Jesus talked about in Luke chapter, uh, forget what, it's on the next screen. Forgive me for stumbling at the address. Luke chapter 6, he said, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, 
like grain in a jar, pressed down, shaken together so you can get more in there to make room for more, running over and poured out into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you give back. See, if we're moved by the love of God to surrender our whole lives to Him, He's going to take everything that we got and He's going to multiply it. And it's going to expand beyond what we can possibly think or ask or imagine. And so we, we see this, this divine exchange. Now, now, here's the kicker to it. Here's the kicker to it. The kicker to it is what Jesus said to them when they came to him with the problem. They came to him with the problem going, hey, there's a bunch of people that need to be fed. Hey, Lord, there's a whole world out there that has a fear of this virus right now. And Jesus said, you feed them. You feed them. You got the stuff. You have the stuff. We are the who that God wants us to use to be the called out people, the ecclesia, the church, to pour out his blessing. We're called in this time to feed the 5,000. Because notice it, you know, we, I, I've said it many times myself, Jesus fed the 5,000. No, he didn't. He did it with the disciples. He did it with them. There's a together thing that's going on here. There's this aspect of, of you feed them. It, it, it's Jesus saying to us, leave what you're thinking I'm stuck with inside this box. Leave the building and go out and serve the people and love on them in faith. Now, of course, we need to do that by wisdom, right, in this, in this particular time. But here's how we can feed people. And, and, I, and I look for interaction, if I can, right now from our people watching at home. The way we can feed people is we can pray. You know what? They're starving right now for peace. They're, they're, they're wrapped up in, in, in anxiety and fear. You can call, and this, this could be a calling for us today. Call your family. Somebody you're, that isn't here or you're not in your own home with, call a family member. Share the anxiety story. Let's get it out. Let's listen with compassion. Let's, let's talk about the things that we're seeing, right? The toilet paper. But then... Feed them with peace. Close the conversation by saying, I'm going to pray. Join me with prayer. Because when you pray, you're bringing in the presence of God. And you can do that via a phone or through an internet or through a text. But you pray. And don't just say, I'm praying for you and hang up. Pray. Articulate. Speak out the Spirit with them. That's a way to feeding the 5,000 right now. For us to let God pour out through us with that. There's other ways, too. There, there's, you know, we did it here in our worship. Pray for the caretakers. Pray for Jen Guerrero. Pray for uh, the nurses and, who are out there caring for people who are sick. You know, they have children, you know, and, and now schools are closed. And so, you know, th- there might be another need. Maybe, there, maybe there's a neighbor you can watch a kid for, you know. And, and then there are people that are sick. There's elderly out there. 
you know, my concern in all this uh, panic shopping that's going on is, is the elderly, are they getting what they need? I mean, how intimidating is that for someone in their 80s to be going to Costco right now and, and, and fight that mob? They might be home concerned that they don't have enough of something and we just need to drop it off. Now, of course, drop it off with safety. Maybe just leave it at their doorstep. Don't engage. Who knows what we need to do with that? Pay attention. Let's be wise. Let's be smart, right? But but let's not be disconnected here and just and just hovel and go. Okay, I I, I did church and I'm going to turn off the, the turn off the uh, Facebook and then I'm done. Let, no, let's 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 feed five thousand today. Let, let's let the Lord's Spirit touch other people today. And and it, again, if you're out there. Tell us who we need to pray for. Give us their names. We're, we're writing them down as we speak. I feel like I'm kind of on a telethon, if you will. But, you know, we're ready to take your call. I mean, give us the, the names of people that we can pray for. And we're going to do that. Because we have this need for, for letting God pour through us. And here, here's the last thing I want to say for us together. And that is... This feeding of, of the 5,000, using that as a metaphor, if you will, for our times right now, it, it goes beyond this time. God is sovereign. He doesn't do anything without a purpose. I, I, I'm not sure it was a privilege, but it was certainly an experience to minister to this congregation during 9-1-1, September 11th. And I think many of us out there who remember those moments knew how just knee-buckling that was for this country to worship God. And then the statistics showed that after 45 days, attendance was at churches was right back to where it started. I'm not sure what the result is going on right now with people turning to God. Uh, I know the churches are connecting probably to more people than they have before. But we need to stay connected. We need to stay feeding each other. Because there, there's these two words that Jesus said to us. One was the great commandment itself, which was love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And what's the other part, church? Love your neighbor as yourself. And, and as us for a body, uh, Peter wrote in his letter, in First Peter chapter 5, he said these words, Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. Not for what you'll get out of it, but because you're eager to serve God. Don't lord it over people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a corona of never-ending glory and honor. Sign me up for that corona. Sign me up for that corona. And I got some fraternity brothers probably watching this in, in back in the Midwest who are laughing about the corona reference, but that's okay. Sign me up for the crown of God. Sign me up for the crown of God. Because it's that that we're seeking. His movement through us. Amen, church? Amen. Before I close, let me remind you, for those of you out there looking at the live stream, um, stay online. Stay online and, and make sure you tell us your prayer request so we can pray for you. 
Also, if you have a need, please tell us. And I don't care what state you live in. I, we, we're connected. We, six degrees of separation, we know a church somewhere where you're at that can help you and get you what you need, whatever that is, whatever that is. And, and let's, let's stay connected. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Um, we'll see what happens. We're taking it one week at a time, whether we can gather again like we did today or whether we'll be somewhere else. But we'll be online, believe me, at 10 o'clock on, on Sunday morning. So like Facebook. Go to our Facebook page and like us. Uh, get on um, Instagram and connect with us. And let's watch God move through us. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and stand here. We'll pray, and we're going to give an offering to him as well. Oh, let me let me uh, let me let me share with you out there on, on the internet. Uh, you can give an offering in just seconds if you want to help us moving God's love through this community. Just go on our website, hopechristianchurch.net, and there's a giving link there, so you can help us with reaching out to people. We we need the money. Thank you for giving it. We know you're not giving it to us. You're not giving it to me. We're going to see God use it. Press down, shaking together, running over. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just got a few loaves and a couple fishes. And that's all you want. You want it all. So we give it all to you. Right now, in this house, there's anybody here that wants to join me in a prayer of giving our whole life to you, whether that's for the first time or a rededication, please join me in these words. If you're out there listening, please share in this prayer. Say it out loud wherever the comfort is that you're at. And uh, and let us know if, if, if we can talk with you about what that prayer means of giving our whole life, if that's new to you, what this journey with following Him is all about. So let's just say this prayer of dedication. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you love us, that you died on a cross for us. We give you our life, our entire life, every loaf, every fish of our life. Thank you for saving us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and your truth to love like you do change us like you, to be able to watch your supernatural divine exchange pour out through our lives. Heal our land. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's children said, amen. Amen. Bless you, everybody.